0: Welcome to Palms Church. I'm Brandon Shank. I'm the lead pastor here, and I wanted to take a minute and thank you for being with us today. Hey, if you're new, text the words Palms Connect to 97000. I'm believing with you for God to do great things today. Listen, I want to take you through a a psalm tonight that is very familiar. In fact, I looked this up, and um, the the last time I spoke on this psalm was actually October 5th, Wednesday Night Live, 2022, November, December, January. So three months ago. So you know it must be good if it, three months later, um, we're talking about it again, right? So I, I just couldn't resist. There's a piece of this psalm. My wife is actually the reason that I'm speaking this, because over break, she said something in passing. And I don't think she, maybe not even remember saying it, but the minute she said it, I was like, I'm going to preach on that and I figured I would give her credit right now, but really I'm just gonna take the credit for my thought. This was my thought, right? Uh, But she really put me onto this. I'm gonna read the 23rd Psalm. Um, Many of you know this and many of you don't. So let's read it together. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is so much in this message. We could probably preach on this for a year. I mean, you could tear this thing apart, right? Every verse could be a series but I want to take you to the very beginning of this, um, this passage. I mean, it's there's the Bible is a lot. There's a lot of books. There's 66 books, and there's a ton of material. And this is a psalm within a book that we've now spoken on twice in the last uh, four months, right? Three months. Um, because it's so powerful. Now, all of it's powerful, but this, this part I just couldn't get out of my, of my spirit. It's Psalm chapter 23. Let's read the, very, the second verse. It says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. It's telling us a couple of things. The first thing it's telling us is that if we follow God we will not lack spiritual nourishment, right? Because what are you saying? He's like, I'm, I'm going to lead you somewhere. The Bible tells us that he makes me lie down in the green pastures. So what's it telling us that God's doing? He's making you rest. The very beginning of this song. Before it goes into all of the great things that God is and what you're going to do. Before it tells us, the rod and the staff coming, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I don't know what that sounds like to you, but to me, that means I'm victorious in something that was overwhelming. That means I was victorious in a struggle that was overwhelming in my life. That means there was something in my life that seemed audacious. And incredibly difficult and probably no way out if he's preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This is written by David, who was on the run from King Saul and an entire Israeli army for years. So when he's saying, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, what he is saying is this is a byproduct of everything that was written earlier in this psalm. And the first thing that is written in this psalm is that he makes me lie down in green pastures. So what it's telling us is before God can give you great victory, you got to have great rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now a good shepherd takes the sheep to water and to grass to eat and to drink. He leads me beside quiet waters. And then it says he refreshes me. He refreshes my soul. So what the psalm is telling us is that before anything can happen great in 2023, before God can do the miraculous in your life, before you can be used to to claim the victory in the presence of your enemies and to to walk in this world with your chin held high and your shoulders squared up and to be everything and more God's called you to be, you have to trust God enough to bring you rest. You have to let him refresh you. How many of us are working really hard and your, your heart's good, man. You're a good person you got a great heart. You love the Lord. You're doing everything you can. You're giving faithfully. You're serving. Those are baseline things, right? But you just can't seem to get ahead. I would say it's probably because you're doing verse 4, 5, 6, and 7, and you've missed verse 2. There's an order to this. It's saying he's leading me to the green meadows, to the green pastures. Well, you're not exhausted because you're awful at life. You're exhausted because you're not letting God do verse two. You're not lying in these green pastures and allowing him to give you the rest that you need in order to be effective. And without rest, we don't hear God. Because if you're having trouble getting enough sleep and feeling filled up by physical nutrients, how much more do you think you're going to struggle with spiritual nutrients? Those things don't run hand in hand. They got. They 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 feed off each other. If you're not taking care of yourself physically, ah, you can't be taking care of yourself spiritually. There's priorities, but we try to accomplish so much. But you got to let them lead me beside. I love that. There's another concept here is that. We won't lack spiritual nourishment, but what it's also saying is we won't lack, if we follow God, we won't lack refreshment. Meaning there will be ways for us to be refreshed physically. There will be ways for us to be nourished spiritually, but there's gonna be physical things he will provide so that we are nourished. That's what it's telling us. He leads me to a place that I can lay down. He leads me to a place that I can eat. He leads me to a place that I can drink. That means God's gonna take care of your needs. So stop wasting all of your time worried about your needs when the Bible tells us he'll lead you to rest and to take care of you, that's baseline faith. But for a lot of us, that's radical faith. I don't have the money to pay this bill. I, don't, I can't take money from my, my family to eat. You're not taking money from anybody. You're taking money from God, not from your family. Because the Bible says, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. You be faithful to me and I'll take care of everything else. That's a promise. That's baseline faith, right? For some of us, maybe there's a, some people that you, you just have a lot and, and you don't feel like it's been a struggle, but maybe there's other area, there's areas in your life maybe that you can look at and say, well, I'm not really giving, letting him give me the rest that I need. Have you ever thought that maybe the reason you're going through so many physical things is because it's the only time you slow down? God's not doing it to you, but maybe there's a, a part in it that's actually really valuable for you. Maybe there's some struggle in your life that's made you slow down and it's actually been really good for your spirit, although it's been really bad for your physical body. Now, I'm not, none of us want that. I don't want that. And I'm not saying that God does that. That's not, that's, not, that's not at all what I'm saying. But if you really change the lens and the paradigm of which you see things, for some of us, the reason we're struggling so bad is because we're not lying in these green pastures. My wife and I just got done Christmas break on um, Monday night and we were both like man we're exhausted. We had a fun time. We love our kids. We went to a couple of Commanders games. We, we went and hung out in DC. We did fun things. We sat at home this is the first Christmas since we started the church 8 years ago that we haven't traveled. Um Casey had family we had family fly in and so there was a, it's it's it was really cool. But we didn't feel refreshed. It's because we didn't have those times throughout this break in the green pastures with God that sometimes it's really hard to get with four kids. But honestly, it's one of those things that my rhythm was off. All my kids were home, family's in, we're doing different things, we're hanging out, but what's the first thing to go whenever life gets busy? Well, if you don't have a rhythm, it's going to be the green pastures, right? Now, am I a bad person for it? Am am, am I backsliding? Not at all. It's just one of those things that when you have a rhythm, you recognize when you're out of your rhythm. Now, for you, many of you, that may be true when you eat something different that you're not normally eating, and after break, y'all feel like you've gained 15 pounds? Well, we all did, right? It's like the rhythms are off. But now when I get back into my rhythms, I get back into those green pastures. What I'm trying to say is I didn't feel refreshed because we got to hang out with people and we got to eat good food. That doesn't refresh me. Hanging out with family and friends and eating good food, that's great. And those things can be refreshing. But what this is talking about is you and God and let him taking you somewhere where you can lay down on the green pastures. You're not worried about the wolves. You're not worried about the bears. You're not worried about the finances. You're not worried about the pain. You're not worried about the struggle. You're not worried about the cancers you're not worried about the children it's you and god and he's taking you to a place where you're protected and where you're safe and where your spirit can rest there's very different things the last part of this is um well, there's a couple of thoughts. One is that it doesn't say you won't need refreshing. It just says that God will refresh you. So I think we need to, not, don't feel bad because you're ex- exhausted, you're stressed out, life is busy. That's not what the scripture is saying. We're going to all be stressed out. We're going to all have busy lives. We're going to all have tension in our life. The Bible knows, God knows that. And the Bible is giving you a prescription saying you're going to need refreshed. It doesn't say we're not going to need it. It's saying that God provides it. So the way you feel isn't a byproduct of you not being in love with Jesus and being a great person and leading well. No, it's a byproduct of you being human. It's the humanity of who you are. Your spirit needs to be refreshed. So it's not saying we won't need that, but we don't know what we need until we need it. And that's fair. You don't actually know what you're going through and what you need until oftentimes everybody in their right mind could look back on life and you could look at something you went through and say, there is Every time, unless you've got a very bad self-awareness, you can look back and say, I could have done something different. Even if you're right in an argument, you get in an argument with your spouse or with a friend or with a coworker or somebody that you know was absolutely wrong in the way they approached you, but all of us could say, I could have done X different, right? If not, you got really bad self-awareness. We don't know what we need till we need it. My wife has bad self-awareness in in an area that I tell her about all the time, really bad self-awareness. My wife will, if anybody knows my wife. She's really athletic. Um, she is a type where she could not work out for six months and be like, I feel awful. And she just goes for a five mile run. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I've never ran five miles cons- consistently in my life at one time, ever. I pieced together a couple workouts, never. And I, I, I'm built for power, not speed. That's what I tell her, you know, I just have never done it. I think my shin splints would probably fly out of my legs. Like I just could never do it. She can just run. She, we get into a workout and I'll give everything I have for months to try to eat right. And she jumps right into it and does it. And I get so angry. I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to be you. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, I, she's like, I feel awful. My body hurts. I'm like, you, I don't even want to hear it. I was like, this is the thing. You not working out and then jumping back into it, you're more fit than 95% of America that fast. I said, me? I work hard and I'm tired and I'm sore and things are screaming. And then you come and do this. I said, you know why you make me so mad? Because you look that good and you don't work that hard. That's why you make me mad. She just doesn't get it. She doesn't get what it's like for people like me. In all honesty, though, there's all of us and not joking. We all have a problem, have parts of our life where we really probably expect a lot more of ourselves than the effort that we put in. And it's okay. But that's why God says, hey, let me lead you and let me take you to the green pastures. Let me refresh your soul. Because when he makes you lie down, he leads us beside the waters. He guides us to the right paths. And then it's all for his namesake. You know, there's this, there's this piece of it. It's accumulating. But I love what, what, how David starts this entire psalm. And this is what I'm going to end with. Is that it starts with a declaration. How many of you know that when you declare something, it changes the way you feel about something? I'll give you an I'll give you an example and I'm not gonna talk about this anymore because football season's almost over and I'm gonna be bitter all off season, but football season's almost over. A lot of y'all know this year at the beginning of the year, I might I was trying to f- I was trying to find my contract with the Washington Commanders fandom to, to like delete it and burn it because I was trying to become a fan of any NFL team that wasn't the Commanders because I've got a sickness in me and I can't get rid of it. I grew up a Commanders fan. I grew up in DC and there's just this, there's this gangrene in my spirit. Terrell understands what I'm saying. I want to hate them so bad. I want to abandon them. And so this year was the year I was going to abandon them. And then we won a couple of games. It set me back because I was this is the year I was planning on just abandoning them. But it set me back. And so now, stupid me, I go and become a season ticket holder. So I went from, this is the year, I was gonna sell all my gear, I was gonna try to get my kids on the right path and hide my fandom and just grin and bear it. And if whatever happens with them, I'll act like they don't exist. And then they started winning. And then I go and I get season tickets. So now, not only this year coming up is it worse, I can't delete my fandom, but now I'm in the hole because I got season tickets. Now I'll tell you this, I've never been more happy as a fan in my life. Terrell, never more happy. You know, I've talked about this on Christmas Eve a little bit, but the reason I'm telling you this is because those are pretty two extremes. I was the closest as ever this year of giving up my fandom and saying, I'm done with this team, to now at the end of the year, we're as bad as we've been in December ever. We're not in the playoffs. We have no chance. We're not playing a game that matters. And now I'm a season ticket holder. What happened? What happened to me? I'll tell you what happened. It was a busy fall, and I did not let God take, God take me to the green pastures. That's what happened. <laughs> and now look at me. 2023, I'm a season ticket holder for another team that can't make the playoffs. What's wrong with me? I have been smitten and bitten. The reality of it is a lot of us, though, have said, I'll never do this and we end up there and we're like, what happened? And it's really just because we don't take time to sleep in the green pastures. We don't let God refresh us. And we make bad decisions. And it's not because you don't pray. It's because you don't rest. My wife and I have a zero zero codependent relationship. And what I mean by that is that we don't rest, we rest well together, but I don't, me and my wife are very, very, I like doing things by myself and she likes doing things by herself in moments. Now that doesn't mean, well, it's our day off. You go shopping. I'm going to go golfing. I'll see you at three. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, there are things in my life. I don't, I'm not one of those husbands that wants my wife to do everything with me so we can just do everything together. Like, I'm gonna go work out, you come work out. I'm gonna go for a walk, you go for a walk. We actually did both those things today together. But that's not my point. My point is, and my wife really isn't like that, we both like our time to clear our head because there's a lot going on, there's a lot going on around, we have kids. And so for both of us, it's not like every waking moment that we're both alive and our breath is in our lungs and we're at the same address, we're gonna be sitting on each other's laps. If that's you, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna say it's not us. That's not, how, that's not how we're wired. Um, now, my wife does like it whenever I sit by her on the couch. I was like, we got three of them. Why can't, like, I, got, I like to have space sometimes. She's like, no, I want you sitting right here. And I'm like, you know what? I can't think of a better place to sit than right by my baby girl, right? Um, my point is this. I don't remember my point because now I'm just saying about going home and hanging out with my wife, watching some movies. No, my, my point is this. In your life, you got to find what refreshes you. And then you got to find where God refreshes you. I know what refreshes me. There's certain things I like to do in my life I don't want to do with other people, including my wife. Why? Because I know that I need that to be what she needs and what my kids need and what you need and what I need. But then there are places in my life that I have to be where I know only God refreshes me. For me, I don't know what it is for you, but we're doing these all month, these prayer, these prayer, uh, these Wednesday lives. And I'll tell you what I do to refresh with God where I go and lie down is, we have this beautiful subdivision that's got trees that line it all the way out to the road and back. And it's it's so quiet where we live. I like getting up while it's dark and I'm not a morning person. I like getting up while it's dark and I like walking underneath these trees in the road. It's pitch dark. There's nobody out. The beautiful, the beautiful street with the houses and everything. It's just, it's just a gorgeous run. And I like to just walk as many, for as long as I sometimes an hour and just walk in the dark and just talk to God. And it's peaceful and it feels safe and it feels like my green pasture. Now, if I do that, it's 630 or seven, it doesn't feel like my green pasture because it's light out and people are out walking their dogs and there's more commotion. But when it's dark and you can stop and where we live, you can hear the skies move. You know what I mean? You can just hear like the, the rustle of the branches. It's just quiet. You wouldn't know you're in a city a lot of times. That's my green pasture what's your green pasture? I was talking to my wife about that today we lived in Missouri. We had a, we lived in a, um, she was a resident director of a dorm of 250 girls. And in the back of the dorm, there was where the football team practiced and some intramural fields, but there was a track that went around the football field. And during the summers, we would walk that track in the evenings. It was beautiful. We would just walk. That was our That was our green pasture. When I lived in, uh, on Hope Avenue years ago, and we lived down the ocean front. There was a stoop on the front of my house. And for whatever reason, I would sit on that stoop and it was a green pasture for me. Once it got dark, I would just sit out there. And it was a place where I just felt like I'd get away. I, our house wasn't that big and the kids could be loud and things could be going on. I could just step outside for a couple moments and just have some solitude until one of the kids smelled me and they would come out there. Then it was over. Then it was a whole family out there, but that's okay. But now my green pasture is getting up and being able to walk that street in the dark and just pray and just talk to God. And I can tell you what it does for me is irreplaceable. I can't work out enough to make up for it. I can't eat enough to make up for it. I can't make enough love or have enough Bible reading. There's nothing I can do in my life to physically do anything to my body to make up for time with Jesus. Nothing. I've tried because there's been seasons of of disparity in my life where I haven't had time. And so you try to make up for it doing other things and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that you need to find a place to, you need to find a green pasture. Now, like now, start thinking about it now, tomorrow. Find your green pasture. Find the place that no matter what you can go to and know that you can meet God. That you can walk and you you just feel safe, man. There's nothing like it. And you know it because when you're in it, there's just nothing like it. And so that's my encouragement for you tonight is find that green pasture. But I love what it says in the very beginning. How do we, how, what's the starting point for that green pasture? It's a declaration. And the declaration is this. The Lord is my shepherd. That's the declaration. The Lord is my shepherd. I believe that for you tonight. Let's declare it. Let's believe it. Let's know that God's in front of us. You take care, find that green pasture. Let's start 2023 right. You find that green pasture and this is the thing about it. It stays green year round. It never grows old. It never just stops being that. I've never had a green pasture that went brown, ever. It's always stayed that. It's a special place. And it's funny because we moved to our house two years ago where we live now. I was looking for that. And I told my wife, I'm just trying to find that place. And it wasn't until this year I really found it. And you're like, what'd you do? I just kept looking. I kept trying to figure out times and places and I would try to, whether it's a trail somewhere close by or a walking path, I just tried to find that green pasture. If it was the the sunroom in our house, whatever it was, I need to find my green pasture, but I found it. And it's great. But this is the thing. Sometimes it takes a little work to find that place. Because God's gonna, it says he leads me, right? He guides me to it. But you gotta look for it. You gotta be on a lookout. And when you find it, it'll be that place where you're like, wow, I just, I feel like I connect with God here like anywhere else. And it's a place of rest for me. It's a place of tranquility for me. Before Christmas Eve services, um, in Sunday mornings, do you know what I do when I wake up? I wake up uh, early in the morning and I get out my green pasture. Before I preach, I go out of my green pasture middle of the week, if I'm feeling heavy, I go to my green pasture. Why? Because I need that. And so I'm going to pray that for you today. But I love what it says. He makes me lie down in the green pasture. Some of us just need to lie down. Life isn't that, it's not as bad as you think it is. Things aren't as dire as you think they are. You just need a green pasture. Start there. Start there. And it'll change everything. We're going to sing. We're going to sing as a declaration. But I'm going to pray over you. Lord, I pray right now. I just pray that you begin to put in everybody's heart the green pasture. God, people that are feeling lost, people that are feeling like they they have lost, people that are feeling overwhelmed, people are feeling like they're not good enough, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that they would begin to have a stir. They'd be able to sense where that green pasture is for them. They'd be able to sense that place of rest that you're taking. And they wouldn't try to fill it with drugs, sex, alcohol, success. They would just know that that's a place that's reserved for you. And you're gonna give them rest. We're going to believe that. And God, we just submit to you. We believe it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just sing this as a declaration. Let's take 30 seconds here. Let's just tell them, God, here I am. We're believing it. I know that you're everything you say you are. In Jesus' name. Rest on us, God.
1: rest on us. Spirit was moving
0: over the waters. Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us, God. Come rest on us.
1: Come rest on us. Come rest on on a... Fire, fire, fire again. Come, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven go in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Come down. Come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart bound. When you feel the room. Make my heart count. when you fill the room. You're here, and I know you are moving. I'm here, and I know you will feel me. I know, I know, I know, I know. Can we sing, Holy Spirit?
0: WNL Pray to 97000. Let us know at care at palmschurchonline.com on Facebook. Uh, just let us know. Let us know how we can pray for you. We will see you Sunday. We're starting a series called The Challenge. I cannot wait to see you. We're right here at the Boulevard in January. And in February 5th, y'all already know we're headed to Green Run High School. We can't wait. A lot of great things coming. Lots of people need Jesus. So let's go get them. We love y'all. We'll see you. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Hey, if you want to know more about Palms Church, or just know what's going on or watch messages, you can go to palmschurchonline.com all the time. And today, if you want to partner with us in giving, you can go to palmschurchonline.com slash give to partner with us financially. We love you, we believe in you, and we are so grateful to have you a part of the family. See you soon.